Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Greg Goldberg brings us in to this week's show. G'day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com, on iTunes, or wherever you might be listening to us this week. Of course, uh, Goldberg winning our Facebook poll this week, uh, the first round of the theme song challenge, as voted by our listeners, defeated the Honky Tonk Man. Welshie, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Tony. Uh, it would have been interesting to hear Honky Tonk... Uh his dulcet tones entering the, sh- the and uh, bringing us into the show. It was but, he sort of like Elias thirty years ago. Uh, I think Elias has got honky covered. <laughs> yeah, I think he used the uh, used the guitar. You haven't been reason. introduced yet. Oh, Lyle. sorry, oh, Lyle. Hey, you going, Tony? Good mate. Uh, it was good to see Goldberg treat uh, the honky tonk man like a early WCW squash match. In and out really quick. Squash. It was in and out really quick. Jay, good day to you. <laughs> I was going to say the same joke there. Uh, I'm done now. Okay. Well, um, Lyle said it off air, so you officially would have been stealing it off him. Oh, yeah, that's why I was thinking about it. <laughs> hey, uh, before we continue, guys, I just want to say happy birthday. Thanks, oh, thank mate. Oh, hang on, hang hey, on. Who, 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 slow you, down, slow. who are you talking to? Well, You're talking to me. No, it's no, no, me. It, me, it's my birthday. Explain this. When's your birthday? Oh, mine's the 31st of July. When's your birthday? Uh, it's 2nd of August. When's your birthday? The 4th of August. Get out of here. Crazy. Happy birthday to all of you guys. Oh, thanks, thanks Tony. Yeah. What did you get for your birthday, Lyle? I got to watch a lot more wrestling, and it uh, looks like I've got to change my carpets at my house due to my son flooding it. So, oh, that's a good birthday, mate. Hey, uh, didn't, wasn't your wife telling you you needed carpets recently? I actually had the carpets replaced oh. six weeks ago. Oh, no. No way. I we didn't even know. Oh, oh no. Oh. So, yeah, that went over well like a Roman Reigns match in my house. I'm sure it did too. I'm sure. It did. Oh, hey, uh, God. great show last week. Indy Hartwell went down really well. Absolutely, the probably the best response through our social media that we've had. So, um, I did tell Indy that, and she told me, "What do you expect? They do call me impressive." So, yeah. she obviously was expecting it, but we were really happy with the response. All right, well, she. Well, I'm going to step out of my seat because we've got a very special guest coming in to talk to us this week, and I'm going to hand it over to All you, right. buddy. Thanks, Tony. And we're joined in the studio by Justine from Underworld Wrestling, and I got the name right again. I'm on a roll. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No, thanks for coming in. Uh, we've been really intrigued by Underworld Wrestling, and we really enjoyed the unveiling. We all went to the show. We've, Thank you for coming along. <laughs> we've, we've watched the um, the video as well, the movie, which got reviewed today on Wrestling With Yeah, um, that was really surprising. I have a good friend who's uh, internationally a massive fan of 
me and uh, Underworld and is a friend of Brian's. So basically <laughs> sat him down and made him watch it. Uh, and then Brian was, I guess, interested enough to make a video of it. And I've been getting messages all day like, did you know this happened? And I'm like, obviously, <laughs> I know it's happened. Um, he was, I don't know if you guys, have you seen the video yet? Oh uh, yeah, I, I've seen it. I yeah, uh, I really, I really like. It. I think it translates as a TV show mm. uh, better than a lot of indie product. I, I really, um, you know, with the effects of the backstage stuff, the the grittiness to it, I think it comes across as a, an extremely different product. Which obviously, with the the saturated market we have right now, mm. I think you've carved out that niche. And I'm really looking forward to number two. Yeah, the point of difference is really good. It's really important, I think. And I thought uh, the video from Wrestling with Regret, it was mostly positive, which is really good. Like, yeah. the only um, criticisms are stuff that are easily rectified, I think. Yeah, and it's stuff that uh, we know about, and it's only a case of growing pains and the fact that it was the first show public unveiling, uh, and it's the first time we've ever put anything in front of such a large audience before. So all stuff that hopefully, as time goes on, we'll be able to rectify. But it's like... N- when I watched it, um, it's like, oh, yeah, we knew that. We knew that. We wanted to do that anyway. So, yeah, Brian's a smart guy, so he was right on the money. I could imagine when you got 200 years of doing something and then you have to go on show, like that, <laughs> there would be some growing pains with the change. Jeepers. Absolutely, yeah. We used to just yeah. do... Oh, I mean, I wasn't in... I wasn't in any position of power back then, but it just used to be in front of... Sometimes it was, like, one guy or it might have been maybe, like, a dozen... Uh, just, you know, people who could fund the show itself. And so, yeah, sometimes it was a personal show and, like, we'd all just go along and it was, you know... Was the one guy Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rudy's a cack. <laughs> I can't believe we're laughing about Rudy. Poor Rudy. Well, if Rudy's okay. That's poor Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's really broken up about it. I know, he was in... He, we had him in the studio yeah. and he was he was quite upset about it, so I almost feel bad about laughing. <laughs> But there's a there's a big um, underworld show on this weekend. No, it's uh, the seventeenth. So oh, I'm talking about the one. In oh Calgary. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we're actually doing an underworld uh, premiere. So the Amazon cut of Underworld One will be shown at the Thornbury local, uh, starting from seven thirty, I believe, on Saturday the fourth. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm, I'm unable to go nod. because I'll be celebrating my own turning it really old yeah. birthday party. But great! Oh, happy birthday! And a cool venue, the <laughs> Formbury Local. I was doing a lot of research around the Formbury areas <laughs> for our um, well-attended. Um, In fairness, you you refer to going to the pub as as research. Research. These days. I don't <laughs> yeah. Um, Next up, um, I was shocked and appalled at uh, Gino's treatment of your fine yeah. self at. Uh, the first launch of uh, Underworld. Uh, I actually and I to really, hold you back. You were going to spring yeah, to Yeah, I'm very disgusted. And I do want to acknowledge the history of uh, Underworld when I'm saying it's the first Underworld. Um, can you please tell us about where you know how you're feeling about the Geno um, attack, which I thought was disgusting? I mean, uh, I was surprised. I mean, Gino made those comments on social media, yeah. uh, kind of disparaging the company, which I was really surprised about. Uh, And then I later found out that, you know, apparently he has heard whispers of Underworld for a long time and has been asking people, you know, to come along. And everyone's just been saying, 
it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, I don't know anything about it, especially Mark, and that's actually why he was there. The comments that were, you know, uh, that were directed towards me was completely unexpected. Um, I made a shirt for Gino and I thought I was friends with Gino, so I think he must have thought that I was among all of these people who just held withheld this information from him, which wasn't the case. And the comments that he made just made him sound like a complete idiot because... Uh, I think he said that the only reason I was hired was because Mark wanted to sleep with me, which is not true because Mark had no say on me being on the board of directors. Um, it just, and I guess it kind of came across really bad, but what it actually came across is that Gino just has no idea what he's talking about and he's really upset that he wasn't a part of this beforehand. Yeah, uh, some of the words were actually quite distasteful. That's Very distasteful. And, um... Yeah, I legitimately did have to hold Jason back. He was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling him upset. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm calling him out if he ever wants to come on this show. Oh, Me don't, and him. Don't do, don't do yeah. that. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. No. No. You saw, <laughs> you saw what he did JXT a couple. Don't of Don't worry. Ago. We'll, we'll edit that out of the <laughs> the final <laughs> copy. But uh, speaking of Mark, um, hmm. he seems crazier, more unhinged since the public unveiling. So I guess. Maybe I should just take you back and give you a little bit of history. So basically, uh, Mark has been involved with Underworld since early 2000s, I believe, if I've read the archives correctly. And uh, so when you're in Underworld, as soon as you have membership, you're you're a member for life, so you can just come and go as you please. And he disappeared for a really long time, and he never used to be that crazy either. Um, and that's why he's got he's, he's got friends like Benny, um, and I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he knew Pitbull at some point, but and Pitbull's kind of scary as well. Uh, and so uh, I actually got nominated for membership through Carlo because I did a commission for Carlo of hold, him holding the Underworld Championship, and I was like. I've never seen this before, and I approached him about it and basically got the information out of him, and he uh, caved and brought me to a show, and then I just thought it was so great that I wanted to become a member, so that's what happened, and that's when I heard that every year they do these elections, and I felt like when I was there, there was this slight shift of, you know, we're in 2018... It's the secret thing that no one's known about for so, so long. I was actually my idea to relax the secrecy of the club. I didn't want to do it in the way that Mark did it. I wanted to do it slowly. Um, but it was, uh, I was, you know, trying to get everyone on my side. And then a few months before the election, Mark decides to return. He returns with dozens of his hooded figures, the manifestations, and basically they just. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the voting, it was just like, I, the only reason I'm on the board of directors is because I got the popular vote from the previous members. The reason why Mark's president is because the manifestations all nominated each other and then the board nominated him as the president. And so basically, our, uh, you know, our work meetings are interesting. It's basically the manifestations. They're just like, yes, Mark, yes, Mark. And then he just does whatever he wants. Sounds a lot like my workplace for those manifestations. <laughs> totally <laughs> like the staff room. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, just, just come to our staff room. <laughs> but to answer your question, um, he basically thought that there was never going to be a second show. 
Um, he thought that he was going to bring about the, uh, the end of all things, as he says, and that he would never have to put another wrestling show ever again. As you can tell from watching the product, that is not what happened. And now he's freaking out because he has no idea how to run a wrestling show. And now we have all of these Kickstarters to, um, <laughs> to basically, we have a, we made a promise to them. Um, and he has to come through on that. All the, uh, otherwise, they're all going to come after him with pitchforks. So he's... Uh, and you know what's interesting is um, probably when he was a little bit uh, beforehand, when he was less crazy, he was actually harder to work with because I think he worked a little bit smarter. These days, I feel like uh, he gets so overwhelmed that he ends up having to ask me for help more these days. So as long as I play my cards right, I don't put myself in too much danger. Uh, I it's uh, I got access back of the social media. There was a per- period of time where I didn't have any access to it, and basically when we had to change the show date, uh, that was in basically the deal that we made, is that I got social media back if I helped him fix the whole date thing. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of a nutcase. <laughs> We've met him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scared me the, uh, the first time we had him on. That was... Uh... That was definite. Uh, you brought up Carlo's name. Mm-hmm. A bit of uh, news this week. He's been stripped of his eight points. Yes. As well as his championship. True, because he broke his arm and cannot compete. Somewhat harsh to go with the eight points as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I mean, as much as Carlo thinks that, you know, it's Underworld has a conspiracy against him, which I don't doubt that Mark has it out to get him, uh, the stripping of the eight points punishment is actually in the rules. There you go. But hopefully Carlo's back in the ring sooner rather than later. I agree, I agree. I mean, he was supposed to be my bodyguard, so... <laughs> I'm sure JXT will help out. I've got to make some new friends. <laughs> he could be have the uh, the loaded arm cast, and that'd be right. Yeah. yeah it'd work. That's it'd true. Work extra, extra armor, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't Shouldn't take too long to get those eight points back with that. Well, he's still at six, so he'll be back in the title picture pretty soon. Yeah, as soon as he's back, if he has a good one good show, then he'll be back in contention. One uh, opening of the floodgates and he's back in contention. True, very true. Um, yeah, I, I really like Underworld. I really enjoyed going to the show. I enjoyed watching it on TV. And anyone who hasn't seen it, I would suggest getting out to the Thornbury Local on mm. Saturday because I think it's definitely... Once you've seen it, I think you'll be interested enough to to go and watch it again. And it's just going to be like a... It's going to be very chilled, very relaxed. Um, The team will be there. Um, We're also going to have merch. How how relaxed can it be with Mark there? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe... I don't want him to be there. Maybe it'll it'll be interesting. (laughs) Tell him it's at another venue. Just it'll be fine. (laughs) Now, um, Justine, you're well known for your love of 205 Live. True, this is uh, true. You push 205 Live pretty hard on social media. I'm also a big fan of 205 yes. Live. Uh, Another one. <laughs> enjoy, I, I, I could watch Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa, Mustafa Ali, Ali yeah. every day of the week quite comfortably. Um, tell us about how you, how that was. that's the brand for you. Um, I was actually telling Lyle on the way here, uh, I'm actually a very recent fan, so I only started watching wrestling in 2015, and uh, Neville was one of the names that really uh, sold me on, I guess, the industry as a whole, Uh, and I got far deeper into wrestling than I ever expected 
to ever get into it. Um, but Neville also is someone that I, I very much supported, even though when he was baby face, it was a bit of like, uh, it was, it was some tough times as a Neville fan back then. Uh, but, uh, after, uh, Roadblock 2016, everything changed and he became the king of the cruiserweights. And I was just so over the moon of just like the success that he was having. And then as soon as he was on 205 Live, I was just like, I want this product to succeed because if the product succeeds, then Neville succeeds. And in doing that, uh, I ended up falling in love with all of these other wrestlers and notably Mustafa Ali. Um, and I think the reason why I got so, I guess, obsessed with uh, advertising it on my own time was because with there's so many people at the time, especially when, I mean, I can completely understand at Underworld, we have our own growing pains. 205 Live had its own growing pains very early in the day, and it was shut on a lot by uh, a lot of wrestling fans, and I thought it was a bit unfair to have done that. Well, it's not helped by the fact that it's often in front of a cold crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big advocate on 205 Live airing earlier before SmackDown. Uh, I think the crowd would be hot. They're going to get some really good matches. They actually had two. They had two live shows at the beginning of this year, and they said the crowd. The wrestlers said the crowds were amazing. So, I think the actual issue is people buying tickets to see Two or Five Live need to be buying tickets to see Two or Five Live, not SmackDown or any other show. It shouldn't be tacked on to anything. It should be. I'm a fan of this show, and I want to buy tickets to go see this but show. But if it's on delay, you know, five and live mm-hmm. rhymes, then that's Vince. He's like, I'm, I'm the heavy. You know? <laughs> don't, don't go with that joke again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My joke is the cruiser wait, wait. Yeah. No, that's on delay. That's wait. getting cut out. <laughs> yeah. um, but... Yeah, I'm, I always thought that with the Cruiserweights, implement half of them into SmackDown, half of them into yeah. Raw, keep 205 Live as the place where mm. they then meet for the title and things like that, yeah. make 205 Live special. Yeah. But the guys are talented. They can wrestle the big guys. They can wrestle tags. Absolutely. Um, there's, I think they're wasting a lot of the world's best wrestlers at the moment. I 100% agree, especially when you have people like Cedric Alexander and Jack Gallagher and, oh, my God, so many. I think just the whole... Um, uh, Drew Gulak? Like, I, I was not a huge fan of Drew Gulak. I mean, I had, a, I had a friend of mine who was, like, the biggest super fan of his, and I just did not get it for so long. And then when he started doing his whole... Uh, no fly zone gimmick and oh my god the him on the mic he was just so confident and amazing and it's just like uh seeing people like drew gulak and mustafa ali get over by themselves in this tiny little product that's already on the back foot imagine what they could do if they actually had you know someone behind them actually pushing them correctly well they're finally going to come back to the pay-per-views now with um the uh, Gulak versus Alexander at SummerSlam. Correct. I'm sure that's I hope. I feel like they're just going to stick on the, the pre-show again. I could we, not think of anything We more. will see. That is very... Uh, that sounds straight to the kickoff show. <laughs> now, obviously, you're uh, well-known for your artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, how you got into wrestling fan art? Yeah. Uh, so, when I... I guess the first community that I got involved in when I started... Uh, watching wrestling in the very, very early days, for me at least, was Tumblr. And I remember a friend of mine, Nadia, I saw her Shield fan art and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know wrestling fan art existed. And it was such a... uh, 
no one was really doing it. And I'm a bit of an opportunist. So I saw that there was a bit of a niche for me. At the time, I was really, I was trying to break into the Dragon Age, which is a video game, um, the Dragon Age fandom. And it's super saturated with art. And I was just having issue kind of standing out amongst the crowd. But in the wrestling fan art scene, it was pretty much non-existent. So, um, and it, trust me, my early stuff back then, it wasn't very good. But the fact that, you know, there was some, um, that's where, how I started making my name. And I was saying, uh, again, to Lyle earlier, I actually, Seth Rollins was another person who really got me into wrestling. And I used to do a lot of Seth art and a lot of Neville fan art. But because so many people like Seth and not a lot of people like Neville as much, I think I just really stood out as a Neville fan. So that's why everyone started being like, oh, you're like the Neville girl. And I'm yeah. like, I like other wrestlers too, but like, sure. And then at some point I just leaned into it. Um, and it's, I honestly, the whole fan art thing has really changed my life. And I, I me and a couple of the other prominent fan artists really, uh, we basically built kind of almost like a community framework of, you know, you come here and it, it, everyone was so spread out before, but as we became more and we built this community of ourselves, we, now it's like you, you go looking for wrestling fan art and you can find all of us in one kind of easy place now. Well, there was a 205 Live piece I saw recently online. I commented on it um, to you that was, I loved that. It was, was uh, which one was that? Um, I'm trying to remember. It was had like a lot of guys on it. Is that the choose choose the yeah. oh choose the t-shirt? Yeah, the, the t yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I um I ended up doing that because I was so mad that the cruiserweights don't have any merch on store. Um, so and I was out of a job for a couple months at the beginning of the year. So I decided that I was just like I was like screw it. I'm gonna sit down and make these guys a cool shirt. Um, and all of them loved it so much. They're so sweet. Those guys. Um. And yeah, and then <laughs> recently, so I had it up on my Society Six store, and then I got hit with a whole bunch of copyright claims based recently. So hopefully, this means they're actually going to start making some cruiserweight merch. But if not, that really sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to bring up that news that uh, you, you all, all you guys got. Mm. I chose it in better taste not to wear my Young Bucks cease and desist t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't think that'd be great taste uh, tonight, so I chose a different Young Bucks shirt. <laughs> But um, it's not nine or ten, so well, yeah. There's plenty to <laughs> plenty to go around. Um, is that disheartening when something like that comes, or is that just fuel more fire? Uh, it is disheartening in the way that I mean, they're completely within their rights. It's their IP, um, and we were making a profit of it, albeit a very small profit. Like WWE, do you want the freaking $200 that I made off this stuff. Like no, We're looking into merch at the moment. We know how small that problem <laughs> yeah, is. We um, had a bit of a meeting where... Um, four bucks a shirt, that yeah, doesn't yeah, wow. <laughs> um, But the disheartening uh, part is that WWE isn't... Uh, their community strategy isn't there. They don't. They're not caring about these creative fans who are putting so much time and love and effort into um, building all this. It's basically free advertising, why they, honestly. Why don't they buy the design off you? I'm yeah, sure you'd be up for it. <laughs> I definitely would. Um, and this is the other thing. Like they have. Um, um, Rob Sham, yeah, the painter, Sharenberg. the painter, yeah. and he, and as as much as uh, he's an amazing artist, he's the one guy, the one artist that they employ, and um, and a lot of his shirts are very sameish. I mean, I really like. I've got one. I've got a Bray Wyatt one because I feel like Bray really fits his style mm. of painting. But 
a lot of guys don't fit his style of Exactly, and this is the thing. It's like there's so many incredible diverse artists out there and the fandom is... It's not just the, the kind of demographic that it was back in the day in the Attitude Era. The wrestling fandom is so diverse now um, and, there are, and the reason why people were reaching out and buying our stuff in Society6 is because the stuff that's in the WWE shop isn't meeting what mm. they want... Um, and it's a shame that WWE can't recognize that their branding strategy, they need to re- they need to expand a little bit more. Well, even if he was able to suit every wrestler, he's still one artist. Exactly. Like, and yeah, he, you can tell too... that he rushes. Like it, it looks yeah. like he has to, uh, pump out like a, yeah. a, a design or two a day, which is, is insane. Like yeah. imagine if the load could be taken off him that he can For spend, sure. you know, three days to a week on each piece. And even all the positives, even if he had all that time, it's just one style. It's one artist. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. We wouldn't buy T shirts of just one mm-hmm. designer. Uh, Lyle would. Besides Young oh, Bucks. I like to support the artist. But the, <laughs> is you don't think the WWE shop they're creative with their they just put one slogan on a T shirt in white and it they think that'll fly off the shelves. <laughs> well, no, is, it does, though. They could do ten of those designs a day, so why can't uh, the, the real artists do the same? This that's, is the other issue with the branding strategy. Like, the fact that not every wrestler has a T-shirt, uh, and the fact that someone like... Very clearly, like someone like Roman Reigns, uh, they get the good designers. Like, his shirts are awesome, but it's a shame that not everyone gets the same treatment. Pretty matches aren't. Um, last question from us is I've got this little game on my phone that I like to play mm-hmm. called the Muscle Hustle. <laughs> it's a wrestling video game. Uh, what's your involvement there? Uh, so uh, the Muscle Hustle is actually my day job. Um, so uh, at night I'm a community manager at Underworld Wrestling and by day I'm the community manager online for the Muscle Hustle, which is a mobile game that you can get on iOS and Android devices. It's basically like pinball wrestling so you fling you make little teams of stables there's uh i think over 72 different wrestlers which you can collect and then you uh um, you promote them and they all have different cool designs and then the actual gameplay itself is you build teams and then you fling the wrestlers into it oh, it's actually kind of like air hockey it's a lot like air hockey yeah there's 72 i've only got 11 <laughs> amateur <laughs> Um, thanks a lot for coming in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, do you want to just uh, let us know what's going on for Underworld before you go and your social media stuff? Yes. Okay, so I'll do me first. Um, you can follow me at Pastor Saucer everywhere now that my society has been closed down. Um, so that's ba- that's Pastor Saucer with an A at the end. So I'm on, uh, I'm yelling about Twitter. Uh, sorry, yelling about wrestling on Twitter. You can find all of my art on Instagram. Um, I also have a Water Maneuver uh, t-shirt store. I only have one shirt on there, but I'm past the source on there as well. I also run a super inclusive and queer-friendly Discord channel called 205 Love. Um, If you find me on Twitter, I can give you the link to that if you're interested in being a part of it. And for Underworld, uh, so the first thing is the Thornbury event on the 4th. Uh, of August at Thornbury Local, uh, and then Underworld 2 is on August the 17th, and tickets are currently on sale for $30. If you're there on the night, tickets will be $35. And 
I think that's oh, and also please check out Underworld Wrestling on Pivot Share. Uh, we have the first episode up on there. You can find the links to basically everything you need uh, at underworldwrestling.com. And we also have a really cool roster page which has backstories and the social media links to all of our roster. Thanks a lot. And one of our listeners has obviously won two tickets to Underworld too, so please take care of him. I will. Just tell him to come and talk to me. No problem. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Turn it up! of Too Cool and Turn It Up sort of kicks off music into our second half of the show. Explain why we played that first. Look, um, it's obviously upbeat music, but it's not for an upbeat reason. Really sad news uh, that we woke up to on Monday morning. Yep, yep. Uh, that three three wrestlers have passed away. Mm. Uh, Brian Christopher, Nikolai Volkov, and uh, the less the lesser known in this country, at least, but um, really well known in the states, Brickhouse Brown. Um, yeah, like people that we grew up watching, and some sad circumstances amongst them as well. Which, um, yeah, it doesn't make it easier to take. Nikolai was what sixty three, sixty four. I think he was seventy. Seventy was yeah. he that old? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and Nikolai obviously um, uh. Famous for his tag team work with the Iron Sheik, yeah, and later with Boris Zukov. And we'll have a little bit of a tribute to Nikolai Volkov at the end of the show. Yeah, no, really sad, really sad. Sergeant Slaughter and Nikolai Volkov got on very well. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, obviously, Nikolai was around at a really good time politically to be a heel in the eighties with the Russian conflicts yeah, exactly. and things like that, and, um, uh, and the Iron Sheik from Iran. But yeah. apparently Nikolai, just the nicest guy in the world behind behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, compared to Iron Sheik, too, who will miss him, I think. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was the sad news this week, and uh, yeah, our condolences to all their families. We've had a listener question off the Facebook page, boys, that I'll throw at you right now from James Bolton. The question is, who do we think does the best promos in the WWE? Well, Roman Reigns for me. <laughs> Suffering <laughs> suck attached, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, we've probably seen it uh, in this week's show. Paul Heyman's still up there, even though he's yep. not a regular. Yep. Uh, Seth Rollins, lately, when, when he gets that fiery passion, yep. he can really deliver on a promo. Uh, Joe is convincing. When yep. he wants to kill someone. Yep. Uh, yeah, there are a few names that I've come up with. Yeah, they're good ones. I think um, I might steal Welch's um, fun to hear and go with Miz. I think Miz, and he, and he evolves there, really. He really brings his opponent in, and it just seems so organic. The uh, Him as a heel really, really, really works. Well, I think he's a heel in life. So yep. uh, definitely the Miz is my number one. And because um, with promos for me, I feel like especially in WWE, promos are more important than in-ring work to get over with the crowd. That's how you connect, um, especially it assists you in telling your story in the match as well. But for me, the top three, uh, The Miz, Alexa Bliss and Carmella, I, I feel like um, when you're a heel, that's when your promos can be can be better because you're drawing heat. And all three of those um, guys and girls they draw more heat than anybody else. I'm actually really warming to Elias over I the last over Elias. the last yeah. month or two. Well, that's 
Well, he really is right up there. Yeah. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Did, you, watch his doco? Right Did you watch his doco? Uh, no, his doco yet. came out this week on the network, and it's it's very good. It's all in character. So it's a documentary of the making of his okay. um, album. And he gets asked at one stage, they say, they mention that he writes a song every week, and he goes, Yes. And now that you mention it, I realize how special that I really am. And I can't believe how humble I've stayed through all of this. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's an underrated no, promo. I think uh, you're within, right. Within the last month or two, especially since yep. you know, he's really been pushed forward. Uh, uh, fantastic. I think the WWE get how much of a, uh, how great he is at the promo. Whether, like, how much you're going to give him in ring, and um, that's going to go up. But there's no doubt. He gets a lot of mic time. Mm. And different segments, too. They, yeah. Uh, and... Um, I don't know if he counts as being in WWE at the moment, but uh, Chris Jericho, like... Um, oh, he's the GOAT. Just evolves. He could be, you know, the young Jericho. We mm. saw uh, Lionheart, kind of um, the sulky Jericho, that kind of rock star kind of Jericho, and then turning into a heel, Y2J. There's been so many incarnations. Looking at him, you the know, the list... list and um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Swerico. yeah, that that great, and um, how he's got that goth look now as well. It's just... I don't think the looks his promo, but I get where you're yeah, yeah. going. I but think... I mean, it all it all adds to the promotion, you know, the the character as well. Well, the promo has changed a lot over the years. Whereas the guys in that we grew up watching, they didn't have a script; they had dot points. Yeah, and I feel like promos were better then. And if you couldn't do a promo, you had Bobby Heenan. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Look, like you said. I th- the ones that are really good at the promos are the ones that trust their own character. And, you know, like you said, Chris Jericho, if anyone can get stupid idiots over, yeah. he's got to be up there in contention. <laughs> but you see, the, the great thing about the old days was the fact that you had Mean Gene Oakland, who was just a fantastic interviewer, and he would lead the guys into the right lines for the promos. And that really worked that way. I don't know if we've got those people. Renee Young's very good. Yeah. I, I think I just don't think that Vince... Um, Vince has got 100 riders now and they've got to earn their money so it's the same as we've got too many football riders in Melbourne and they've got to be seen to be earning their money you don't have to comment on that Tony No. so yeah in the 80s you had Mean Gene Oakland steering the the ship of a promo and you know you had the wrestlers full of cocaine fueling the promo (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, I believe we have a new NXT champion we do Tommaso Ciampa yeah and look, it's well deserved. Tommaso Champa's yeah. the best heel. Yep. In just well, he, there's no one better than him. He may be people equal to him, but he is as good a heel in the world, any federation, any yeah. any incarnation of wrestling. Um, he is the best at it. Yeah. And he's he's got a baby face as a oh. as a muse. And now it'll be interesting to see how they work Alistair Black into that feud. Yeah, I think the the telling part of his heel work was the the pop that he got for winning the title is probably the lowest pop of any heel that would get. Yeah, like the the fans want to cheer a title change. Obviously, it's two thousand eighteen, especially, especially at NXT. and NXT where you know it's a smarter fan base. But they were reserved. It wasn't. There was an initial cheer because they weren't expecting yeah. it. It was the like we got to see we, this yeah. cheer, and then it was, and then it turned into the, but it's we, him. Yeah, and we hate this guy. And, it, mm. and I think that is the mark of a of a great heel. And moment. also um, the fact that Gargano's uh, influence in the match cost 
Um, well, actually got him the title. And because Gargano's so over, cheering that is kind of being anti-Gargano, who's there in the ring at the same time, or ringside. It is a perfect combo. It's glorious. It'll be really interesting, and I can't wait for TakeOver. Yeah, yeah well, it's not too far away. Uh, New Japan G1 tournament continues. Boys, what's been happening there? I'm shattered to hear that I missed the night last night. I'm working on a calendar, and um, yeah, I've got well, my you're calendar working, on. You don't need to work on a calendar. They've been invented. Yeah, you I've just got to fill in your information. No, I've been looking at the calendar, and it's kind of going, boop, there's Tuesday, and I've got a faulty one. I've, um, he, yeah. he actually didn't even have to. I sent him the calendar with all the dates on there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but in all fairness, Jay did ask me about um, Monday the 30th, uh, Monday the yeah. 8th, of, 11th of August, and I'm like, that's not a Monday. Day. I got to watch Raw instead. Fun. Um, no, it's been been amazing. Um uh, yeah, do you, Lyle, do you want to... Yeah, I think I think they're overdoing it with the run-ins for the firing squad, yeah. as I, we touched on last week. But I think it'll eventually lead to somewhere which it is different for New Japan. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're going to watch great wrestling, you, you can't go past any he, night that it's on. Heels in general at the moment, they're really... Whoa, there's a, there's a lot of cheating from Switchblade, Suzuki. They're really um, being dastardly heels. But, um... The uh, BCOGs, firing squad, whatever they're called, it is just mental. Um, if, if For those that haven't watched it, it just is cheating from the get-go. And it's either DQ or they win uh, by a cheating. Yeah, it is, it is something else, She's though. It cheat is, blatantly. It is, it is yeah. blatantly first minute uh, pulling out the referee and uh, cheating. And, yeah, interesting. I think they've just got to go with something there. Whether the opponent brings in... A weapon or brings in a mate to kind of because it's becoming predictable at the moment. Yeah, well, they've got to get foiled eventually. Obviously, yeah. that's what they're leading us to. But yeah. yeah, like we like we said, you watch it any of the nights that it's on. You know, it'll be three nights on, four nights off. Oh, or Jay might have two nights off because he forgot it was on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're not going to be disappointed. It's the best in ring wrestling at the moment well so. um when you got omega um okada and ibushi they are just locks to be at least a good match yep. and um yeah it's it's a lot on your calendar what date is j day j day does that become thursday and saturday j day's j day's tomorrow it's my oh, birthday today go. oh today whatever uh, whatever you're listening to the podcast <laughs> august 2nd <laughs> um and in contrast to the good wrestling you're talking about Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> this continues its downfall. Oh, look! It was it was an average show, but it's been an average show for the last few weeks. My favourite part was Usually. actually the magazines that Brock Lesnar were reading was so random. I, honestly, I'm not even. I'm not. They'd be like fishing and game, and they were actually really cool. Like they were cool. Actually, get on Twitter and people replacing those magazines with children's books <laughs> yeah. via Photoshop. Oh, really? Is one of been the Fantastic. highlight of my week. Yeah, that, yeah. That the hungry say. little caterpillar was one that I saw <laughs> yeah. the other day. Yeah, Brock Lesnar got turned into a meme. That was probably the highlight of. Uh, no, of the Raw. magazines were cool. I just have. So Early was he did that. I liked it. Getting his hands on Heyman um, is probably yeah. the highlight for me because yeah. it's telling a story finally, and we might see Heyman turn on Brock at the pay per view, or we might see this being a swerve. I'm not he sure. Oh, well, he might. He He's might. all he got. Who could be a, a Paul Heyman guy if um, if Brock gets turned on? Will what? it be Roman, or could it be Kevin Owens? I, I'd like to see Drew McIntyre. 
just to be pushed into that model, uh, main event picture. It needs to be someone who can't talk for themselves. No, I Drew's know. okay on the mic. Kevin's okay on the mic. I'm probably gonna... Roman's probably the best served. I'm going to go Lashley. He's a bit like um, mm. uh, Lesnar with the MMA, except he didn't win that much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. He's got a good record. He yeah. was like 14-2. Yeah. Who was against? Right? Who against? Who against? Who against? Who all right, um, Roman Reigns told me he hadn't got a good record. So <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to everything yeah, in WWE. He's going, he's going everyone Reigns. And on SmackDown, uh, did anyone has anyone had a chance to watch SmackDown yet? I, I, I watched the first half of the show. I, I thought it was good. I watched the second half. So oh, there we go. That's yeah. a podcast. We've got oh, it all covered. Is that kayfabe? Um, Brett and I watched it together, so you know, we watched it. We did. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was okay. Did you get an invite to that? No, no, I didn't. No, oh, that's great. No. It was because you guys don't get stuck driving him here every week. No, but, I did get, but I did get an invite by my son to watch, was it Raw? Yeah, I watched Raw last night at 8.30, which was nice. So Fox have got yes. that brand new spot. And 8.30, um, 7.30 yeah. on um, Tuesday night for Raw and and 7.30 on Wednesday night for SmackDown, which... For people without IQ and who don't want to steal the show, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of what they used to do when well, the because, Attitude Era was on. Oh, that's when we watched remember it. Remember that? You know, very nostalgic. 8.30 on a Tuesday night, turning on Fox Sports and watching it there. Yeah, I used to go, so used to, go cool. to Moz's house to watch it. Yeah, so cool. But if you live under a rock, it's fantastic because it's like you can you can basically take it as primetime live. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's good for the mainstream of Australia and it's obviously WWE rewarding... Well, no, it's a, it a new deal. They've re-signed oh, with um, with uh, Foxtel, uh, with Fox 8. So um, I think that takes them to 18 years now, that partnership, which is really good. I also thought it might have had something to do with just trying to give WWE just a bit of an extra push in regards to the Super. And there's every Same chance that that's yeah. probably yeah. part yeah. of it as well. And it'll have a flow-on effect with this podcast, obviously. We're going to go very mainstream, I think, you know, yeah. very soon. I can imagine. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I didn't like Charlotte coming back straight into the title picture. Um, I don't want Charlotte to be a baby face. I want Charlotte to be a dastardly heel. That's when she's at her best. Did you see Becky Lynch's look at the end of it? It's like they're best friends, but she was angry that Charlotte won. Yeah. She was like, oh, that was my match. No cups of tea tonight. No cups of tea. I, I really enjoyed um, James Ellsworth's uh, mention on the show. The, yeah. the, the distraction with his music. That, that was uh, really well done. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that's Raw and SmackDown covered off. Uh, World Series Wrestling update, guys. Who's got something? Well, uh, there's been another announcement of talent. Uh, uh, yeah. The uh, bad boy, Joey Janela. This this card is going to be it's amazing. Gonna be, it's going to be... Uh, so who have we got confirmed so far? We've got Cody Rhodes. Wow. Uh, we've got his wife, Brandy. We have... Uh, Flip Gordon. You're yep. wearing the T-shirt of a... Marty Skull. Yeah. We've got Brian Cage. Brian Cage. We've got Austin Aries. Austin Aries, of course, the belt collector. Last week we were told that it hasn't even been announced yet officially, but we were told last week that we've got Indy Hartwell. Yeah, that's amazing. On the back of that, the Adam Brooks is coming back too. That's... That's worth the price of the It's going to be... Gee, I'll tell you what, it, it, wouldn't it be fantastic if Indy was up against Brandy? I don't know if that's... Well, I'm. Um, Indy put a call out today. She wants to be booked against Stevie Philippe. Yeah, I want someone to book that as well. Yeah, that that, that would be great. As uh, Jonah Rock as well, part of that. Card? Yes, yep. Johnny Rock. Jonah yep. Rock's part of yep. the card, and so um, and, and Robbie I, Eagles. I'd be expecting that this will be as good an indie show as yeah. you're going to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, fantastic. And we've uh, tickets, already got our tickets. We've got our tickets. Tickets still available, but not only many. A couple. Not yeah. many. So um, obviously, there's going to be two nights in Melbourne, which are both almost sold out. There's one night in WA. No, Sydney. Sydney and WA. Yes. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, get on it as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, Adelaide fans coming. are very angry. That's all right. They can uh, come to. They can go to WA. It'll be a nice weekend away. Yeah, uh, Riot City. It's brilliant promotion. Hey, uh, BCW and ECW running nostalgia shows. Yeah, so BCW have got um, a group of ex ECW wrestlers coming out. Yeah, Shane Douglas, Tajiri, Just Incredible, RVD, Sabu. Yeah, there you go. Jeez. So um, those shows. RVD. Oh, yeah, really? really? So those shows are on the 30th of August and the 31st of August in Melbourne, and they will be in Adelaide on the 1st of September. So honestly, um, we don't have tickets yet, but we probably need to get on that. Oh, yeah. They're... I'll be back from overseas by then. So Oh, good timing. Oh, yeah, great. Hey, if any promotions just want to give us tickets as well, that's an option. No, no, we don't ask for that. Yeah, okay. Jay does because he's a heel. I oh, know. He's... <laughs> In life, disgust, you just give me one, me. or you give us one ticket. <laughs> you disgust me. Uh, K Fabe Corner. I thought we'd can this. Yeah, I'm boycotting it to give uh, added awareness to actually. Pro-res- I want to talk about your post last week. I told you to post what we were talking about with the um, you know, Dobbin and Maid, all good fun. Yeah, who, I still don't understand. All he's done is promote himself. But no, dobbing is a shame word, uh, and I don't We're like not it. A primary school it's, here. it's 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 uh, no, it's just being understanding human being. Uh, pro wrestling fan denial. I just want to give it extra spotlight. So if you know any friends it's or you're illness. in denial, it is not an illness. Be. It's understanding. It's just a condition that we'll get through. It's a challenge. Uh, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm here to help, basically, even if these free jabronis won't help you. You're oh, not, I don't know if Brulal's a jabroni, but... You're not Bono. Yeah, I'm here, uh, yeah, um, my time, my time is... No, I shouldn't be... Is it Bono or The Edge? The, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, The Edge was last week, <laughs> he, he might be more, more of a Bono so, than yeah, Bono. So, yeah, I'll be, um, you know... Um, Look out for uh, can we cut his, awareness. Can you cut his mic? No, no, yeah. let him go. There we go. Let's, uh, let's, talk uh, about, let's talk about something far more interesting. Yes, our, our live show. show at PCW in Geelong, August 11th. <laughs> now, the card's been announced for that day. Well, she might have that for us, but this is going to be great in case you're unaware and you're just tuning in for the first time. We're going to be doing a live show at the uh, the wrestling. So, effectively, our podcast for that next week will be the podcast that we record on the uh, on the Saturday. Yes, and that's right. Look, we are going to be there. No, you're not going to be there. Oh. You haven't been booked. But obviously, appearing at the show, uh, The Brotherhood, Wake and Sid Parker, um, Stevie Philippe will be wrestling on that show, Indy Hartwell will be wrestling on that show. She hasn't been in PCW for quite a while, so that's really exciting. She's in a triple threat match. Is that promotion number 13? Uh, it will be promotion number 13. So I think Oof. she's got 14 lined up as well. So she's... Impressive. <laughs> she's very impressive. <laughs> that, um yeah. Obviously, former... Didn't even know there was 14 promotions in Australia. That's former guests... Well, they're not all in Australia. No, Some that's true. Right. Very, very good point, but, yeah. uh, Former guests of on the turnbuckle are appearing, which will be Chris Trance yep. and Edward Dusk, whose the... birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Edward and Dusk. And who are both Geelong boys, aren't they? No. Chris Ed- Edward is. Yeah, Edward. Okay. We could form a stable... <laughs> Birthday boys, yeah, no, no all the all the <laughs> extra, <laughs> turn all of them. But no, seriously, that's um. So chances are they won't want to come back on and talk to us. The pariah will be there as as well. It's a seriously good card, oh, and 
just to put it over the top, we'll be there. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be kicking off the show effectively the hour or so before the show. We'll be doing our live interviews. It will be up on the speakers so everyone can hear it and we'll have a chat to the audience and all that sort of and stuff. And we'll so probably, like, that'll probably be released on Thursday, but the only way to see it and really experience it and to contribute to the show is to be there in Geelong and, on and the 11th. And we 11. will be getting a lot of audience participation. So, yeah, well, be there. We're mostly going to send Jay out to the audience so that yeah. we don't have to sit there. And with I would highly interview. recommend watching our podcast live. Sometimes I turn up to the podcast live and it's a real experience sometimes yeah and when jay does go out to the audience he won't have a live mic he'll just be <laughs> yeah, part of the audience, okay. the audience. <laughs> i'll be going getting a drink <laughs> um and hopefully we've got some news jay you've got some you've been working on something behind the scenes i have been Finally. i've been working on um uh some merch so uh get on uh, um we'll have a link up on the page we'll we have a link up on the page we'll have a link up on up. the page by thursday yep today and thursday thursday today or yesterday or whatever it is we it will be up i i can't do the time continuous doctor who of um po- podcasting but it will... oh, you've already you've already made it clear that you can't read a calendar yep so <laughs> It's all conceptual. Time's time's relative. But yes, we will have merch. Get it. It's got our faces, so it's going to sell, yeah, that, obviously. That's obviously not going to... That's not helping us out. Yeah. We're not a good-looking group. But we. We're it'll be... Um, it's going to be an A-team-themed shirt, the first one. So, yeah, uh, I'll make sure it's very affordable. I think we make about three bucks a shirt off it, so yeah. we're not... Really, oh, we'll ripping people it. off. Yeah. Ripping them off at three bucks. No, no, that's what we make off oh. it. It costs more than three no, bucks. We couldn't have released these last week. My wife's birthday was last week. Oh, no. So you and your wife have got the same sort of birthday? She has a well. birthday every year, Lyle. Oh, all right, I'll get a shirt. Yeah, buy some in advance. I'll, I'll, get a one, day, yep. I'll get a onesie for my daughter. Anniversary, <laughs> Christmas. All right, enough about that. Let's talk about some of the upcoming local shows this weekend. Friday the 3rd of August. 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 Uh, the Luca fan... Luca. Lucha, sorry, Lucha. Lucha, Lucha. Lucha Fantastica at the uh, Metropolis in Perth. Now, Lucha Fantastica. That's all Mexican wrestling. It's a brilliant promotion. Yeah. They promote they promote around Australia. Perth have got them this week. Uh, get along if you're in WA. Fantastic. I might wear a mask next week just to. That'd be good. No, actually, that'd <laughs> be, be very good. It's the logo of the pro wrestling fan denial. The mask. Actually, I should wear my I should wear my mask during the live show. July. Yes, we agree. Yep. We yep. agree. Yes, We're all done. in agreement. It'll be done. Uh, the f- Maybe we could alter the merch. <laughs> Are you bringing uh, the indifference mobile? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The indifference mobile will be there. Awesome. Is the difference mobile going to be the there? difference mobile? Was definitely going to be there. Well, the Tricky's difference mobile's the girlfriend. The indifference which, which I've had the pleasure of riding in the past, will be there. It must be very sturdy. She's a good ride, too. <laughs> anyway, so what else is it? What's, what, any shows on, on Saturday that we can. Yes, talk uh, the about? fourth PCW Ignition. Where the difference reveal will be. In Ferntree Gully. AWF have August Armageddon in Penrith. And I reckon that RTT will go over in that one. Ah, no. <laughs> Is, is it That's true, a swerve. Is it true that you brought Lyle a subscription to TNT Fan Club? No, oh, for, my, for my birthday. <laughs> he, he knew it was my birthday. And as a good friend you know, of 15, 20 years and a loyal <laughs> podcast Comic, co-host, yes. he, uh, he got me a wrestling subscription to AWF, and I've quite enjoyed it. Obviously, it's not as good as the present that uh, one of our listeners, Brendan, got you, which was... 
um, a shout-out by Mike Burr. I tried to get you a shout-out. He did on Twitter, yep. but not the video message. No, yes, yeah, so I did a, a lovely video from uh, from Mike Burr come up. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to Mike Burr for doing that. It, it made my night. Thank you very much. Right, look, so uh, you're spending time with your, your wife and kids didn't make no, your night? No. no, because like I said earlier, I had to... Yeah. The house got flooded. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound too much fun. <laughs> if you've got an upcoming show and you're a wrestling promotion out there and you want us to promote it, we are more than happy to do so. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and let us know about it. And if uh, you also, we're still looking for a sponsor for our show here on the Turnbuckle. We'd like to help you promote your product to the diehard wrestling fans here of Australia and around the world, let me say. We don't just get listened to here in Australia. We do have No, we've got one listen- listener in Italy and we've got a couple in, Correct. <laughs> in a few other countries. Yeah, I've got a couple of aunties and uncles in uh, Malta that are tuning in. Are they, admitting, are they admitting to oh, that? Giving to everybody in Malta. Having that tie up after they listen to the podcast. They love it. <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Joey just to help <laughs> they're, uh, they're very up. Uh, they're BCW people. Yes, they would be too. Hey, guys, that's the end of our show. And as we said, a little bit of a tribute to Nikolai Volkov as we leave the show for another week here on mypodcasthouse.com. So please be upstanding. Yeah, I was going to say that. You must be upstanding. As for the Mr. Volkov sings the Russian national anthem. This week, WWE celebrates the life and career of Joseph Perusevic better known to the WWE Universe as Nikolai Volkov. As a young man, Joseph would leave the former Republic of Yugoslavia with no money or knowledge of the English language to head to the West in search of freedom. Eventually, Joseph would make his way to Calgary where he would meet his mentor, the legendary trainer Stu Hart. Joseph would emerge in WWE as the fiery Russian Nikolai Volkov and quickly skyrocket to the top, breaking box office records at Madison Square Garden in a rivalry with the living legend Bruno Sammartino and battling the WWE's living embodiment of Americana, Hulk Hogan, at the height of Hulkamania. Volkov would go on to find his greatest success in the tag team ranks, teaming with the Iron Sheik, managed by classy Freddie Blassie, The dastardly duo would shock the world as they captured the tag team championships at WrestleMania 1 from the U.S. Express and revel in ridiculing their American adversaries with Volkov's signature performance of the Soviet National Anthem. After nearly 20 years of being jeered as a reviled villain, Volkov was finally cheered when he teamed up with the patriotic hacksaw Jim Duggan, embracing his true love of America. In the end, the WWE Universe embraced Nikolai right back, allowing him to retire as a hero, joining the WWE Hall of Fame in 2005. After a career entertaining millions both on screen and behind the scenes, Nikolai Volkov passed away this past weekend at the age of 70. We at WWE wish to send our deepest sympathies to his family, friends, and loved ones. Nikolai will forever be remembered as one of the most enduring personalities in WWE history.